Hey, 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 everybody. It's Free Kayla, the host of Big Kids, and welcome back to another episode of obviously my podcast, which is Big Kids. It, we're just giant kids trying to figure out how to be adults and how to get through this life, whether it's good or bad. We're just getting down to the nitty gritty and maybe asking the questions that your parents didn't want you to ask strangers in the grocery store. That seems like a really weird statement, but. To preface this episode, I would like to say that my mom never really stopped me from asking really inappropriate questions to random people or to family members, and as I've gotten older, I've started to get really deeply invested into finances. It's one of my weird obsessions, and I'm starting to realize that I am asking people that I don't have deep relationships every single kind of question about their personal finances which sometimes isn't the most appropriate. I know a lot of parents would have smacked their kids' hands for that one because it's rude. I personally don't think getting a little bit deep with especially your peers and your close friends over finances is the worst thing in the world. Some people may say, hey, Kayla, that's kind of rude, but I have no social awareness and most of the things I do are probably rude. So to that, I don't necessarily care. But For this episode, we're talking about budgeting, and as I've started to ask strangers and people that I'm close with more personal questions about their finances, I'm starting to realize that a lot of people don't have a budget. The first ever financial course I ever took was by a man that I have spoke about on this podcast before, who is, he does not have hair on his head, and he is a big financial guru that a lot of people love or hate. I actually took his course. It was the first kind of finance thing I did before I moved out of my parents' house and whatever. And there wasn't a lot that I took away from it that was absolutely amazing. But one of the things that I did really appreciate and that really helped me as I moved on to adulthood was establishing a budget. And the way that he went about creating a budget was really interesting. So I'm going to go over a few different concepts of budgeting. Um, There's you need a budget. There is the zero method, there's the 50, 20, 30, and we're going to just overlook those three main ones and kind of figure out how to budget together. So the budgeting, the first type of budgeting that I want to talk about is the budget to zero method that my bald-headed man talks about often in his financial tips. I do like it. It was the first budgeting routine that I had ever gotten into and it was really helpful. It helped me pay off a lot of credit card debt and etc. While not for me personally, it was my husband's credit card debt that we were kind of facing and just creating a layout for the future. It was really helpful using this method. So the whole idea is that before the month even starts, you're deciding all of your expenses and laying them out before you and going to zero. So you want to hit zero by the time that you're done budgeting. It doesn't mean that you have no money in your bank account. It just means that all of your income minus all of your expenses are going to equal zero. So this money could go to your bills. So say your rent is $1,300. Say you want to invest $200 and your bills are $300. I know we're kind of removing everything else from it, but just to be standard, if your income is $2,000. And now I'm going to really have to do the math on the top of my head. So just give me a second to put this in my calculator. Okay. So if your rent's $1,300, your investments are $200, your bills are $100, and you make $2,000 a month. And I honestly can't even remember if that was the exact formula I had just put in. But say that. 
you're at $1,600 in expenses. You have $2,000 uh, coming in for that month. So now you have $400 that are unacquitted for and have no place to go. So the whole idea is that we want to take that extra $400 and put it into a place. Now this place could be your restaurants, so your eating out, um, or your clothing. So you could put $100 into new clothes to look the freshest on the streets. You could put $100 towards restaurants so that you can still go on your hot date nights. You'd put $100 towards maybe an extra savings account just to put on the side. And maybe you put $100 into paying off your debts. So the whole idea is that at the end of the month, all of the money that you have coming in has a place so that you don't have these loose couple hundred dollars here or a couple hundred dollars there that you spend on things that actually don't matter. Um, and when I first started doing this budget, it was actually really helpful because I hadn't realized that I was spending like upwards of six to seven hundred dollars a month on whatever I wanted, like whether that was home decor or clothing. And it was adding up so slowly, like say I spent fifty dollars here, fifty dollars there, ten dollars here. And there was no way to keep track of everything that was coming in versus everything that was going out. So I do really like this concept of budgeting. I think it's really helpful for people that need a strict budget. To dive a little bit deeper into this budgeting idea, you also want to start with the most important categories. So what it is would be like your food, your shelter, um, all of your bills, everything that you need, your transportation, etc. Those are going to be at the top of the list. So you need to make sure that your money is already put into those things. So if you have that $2,000 coming in, your rent's going to be the most important for $1,300 and that's going to be at the top of the list and you're going to work your way down until you kind of find the end trickles of your money. Now, for a lot of us that are freelancers and do freelance work, this budget can become a little bit trickier because the amount of money that you're coming that is coming in every month is a lot less secured. So in in fashion to that, you would still want to budget for every single dollar coming in. So say you're making $20 off of feet pictures and you're making $500 off of a regular part-time job and you're making $200 off of more feet pictures, then you still need to be making sure that that money that you're getting off of those foot pics is going directly into your budget and that there's not even a dollar from those pictures isn't accounted for. So you want to make sure that every single dollar that's coming in, it's there, you know that it's there, and it has a place to go. Whether And, and I th the one thing that I really like about this budget, because I've worked a lot of different freelance jobs over my few years of being an adult, is it really holds you accountable. I know I've worked jobs where like, and the money's okay, like say I'm doing user experience testing, I get like a hundred bucks from that a month. Whenever I get that money, I think, oh, expendable money because this is just from my side hustle. But as soon as I followed this budget and actually had to find a place for all of those extra couple hundred bucks to go, it was a lot of money saved and a lot of money put into specific places that I actually needed. Another thing about this budget is it coincides very strongly with having an emergency fund. And having an emergency fund is something that I'm going to talk about in the future uh, the different types of savings that you should have for yourself. 
I'm a strong believer in an emergency fund. Um, luckily, I am from Canada, so when it comes to medical emergencies, that's not as big of a deal. But for my American counterparts that are listening to this, it, it is important to have an emergency fund of living expenses mainly because say you were to lose your job, none of us are um, removed from unfortunate things happening. None of us get a pass through life. So you kind of want to have money put aside in case something happens so that you can still pay your rent, you can still pay your mortgage, you can still pay all your bills, you don't have to get repoed. And I'm a strong believer in this concept. I think it's really good to cushion yourself and prepare for the worst while expecting the best. So having at least three months to begin with or even at least a month of an emergency fund built up is really important because it kind of gives yourself that cushion so that you can kind of take some time. Um, You you never know what's going to happen. So I think that that's a really important concept that coincides not only with this budget, but with all the budgets you're ever going to make. Let's get on to the next one. Uh, This is the 50-30-20 rule. I'm sure you have maybe heard about it or you haven't. It is a budgeting tactic that I actually really like. It it, it goes even deeper than being budgeting. A lot of people kind of uh, turn this into a lifestyle more or less. So the idea is that you're dividing your spending into these three categories, the 50%, the 30%, and the 20%. So 50% of your income that you're getting every month is going to go towards your needs. So this is your housing expenses, food, um, pretty much anything, your utilities, your childcare, et cetera, your transportation, everything that you could possibly need is in that 50%. Now, 30% of your income is going to go towards things that you want, like traveling, going to restaurants, um, going out to the movies, buying products, getting the freshest clothes on the street. Um, uh, my 30 mainly goes towards clothing. Check out my Instagram at freekayla. And you will see where my money goes. The 20% of your income is going to go to your financial goals. So this is going to be paying off your debts, um, saving in cash, building your emergency fund, maybe, um, investments, putting it into the stock market, putting it into your RRSPs or your TFSA. So 50% is going towards your needs, 30% is going towards the things you want, and 20% is going to be towards your financial goals for the future. This is a really good budgeting tactic for people that don't want to go through the process of creating spreadsheets or buying budgeting books or doing anything that's going to take a lot of big brain energy. It's really simple and it's a really good rule to follow because it's it's right there for you. You can think 50, 30, 20. It's as simple as that. You don't even necessarily need to track it in Excel or in any kind of spreadsheets. You don't need to buy an expensive Now, also the nice thing about the 50-30-20 rule is that it can kind of be changed to your lifestyle. So if your needs are significantly less than 50%, say your needs are only 30%, then you can do 30% your needs, 40% your wants, and the rest towards your investments and future savings. So there is a little bit of wiggle room within this budget, but it's easy to follow. It's simple. I highly suggest looking into it more. If we put this into perspective, say you make $1,000 bi-weekly, $2,000 a month, then 
Your housing is going to be 50% of that. So $1,000 goes towards your housing, your needs, your transportation, etc. $600 can go towards the things you want, like an Apple Watch. And $400 is going to go towards all of your savings. Now I'm going to talk about you need a budget and this isn't necessarily a type of budgeting, but it is a budgeting program that I really like and I think has worked really well for me in the past using it. On the you need a budget website, they say there's rule one in your budget. So one, you get some dollars, two, you prioritize those dollars, you give them jobs and three, you follow your plan. So this is really similar, this is a really similar concept to the first one, going zero down, giving all of your money a job, making sure that it's allocated in the proper places and that you don't have anything left over. I'm a lover of the concept of making sure that all of your money is allocated and accounted for. I think that it's really important when it comes to making big financial decisions and preparing yourself for the future. The concept of it is really nice to think about. The execution of it is a little bit harder, and that's totally understandable. It took me a long time, and I'm still bouncing in and out of budgeting. It's hard, and especially when you have a smaller amount of money, say you have $100, it depends on your mindset towards it. So if you have $100 and you think that $100 is a lot of money, you're going to spend it like it's a lot of money. If it doesn't have a place to go, if it's not allocated properly, you're going to spend it. So I think it's really important to put these budgets into place. The nice thing about you need a budget, and I'm not sponsored, although it's going to really sound like it in this, is that it kind of sets you up with this platform in which you can budget through. On their website too, they have workshops, they have um, different programs, video courses that you can go through. So I think when you want the all out in-depth budgeting experience, this is one of the best things you can do for yourself. You do have to pay for it. They, they offer a free trial that you can try it out and see if it works with your lifestyle, but it's really great for people that want to be taught how to budget and don't necessarily want to conceptualize it or figure it all out on their own because budgeting is like being thrown to the wolves. Everybody says, oh, you know, it's important to budget, but you're not in the grocery store asking strangers how to budget. So this is the closest that you're probably going to get. They put you through these courses. They set you up with their whole software, the whole system. And it's really awesome to kind of have one location for all of your budgeting needs. Now, I like budgeting and I really struggle to stick to it. It is not the easiest thing in the world to put your money into certain places, especially when you have big taste. I like fancy shoes, I like fancy things, and sometimes if I'm noticing that I have a lot of money going towards that or that I have a lot of money in my checkings account, then I want to move it over. What helps me personally with budgeting is keeping my lump sums of money that I might need to use. So say I come into a fatty thick tax return, say $2,000, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to save it but I might need to use it. Like I might need to get a new Mazda 3. And so I put it into my savings account and I keep a very, very small amount of money in my checkings account. Like I'm talking, I only keep like $100 in there. So when I look at my bank, I'm about to use my debit card. I can think, hmm, I'm so broke. This is really painful. I'm too broke for this. But I got that nice little $2,000 sitting in the other account that I don't have to look at and I don't have to think about. 
Um, I do wish it was building interest, but most of the time general savings accounts don't build that much interest, but I know I might have to use it soon, so I don't want to go through the process of pulling it out. So I'm keeping it in that other account. I'm looking at my checkings account and saying, hmm, I am so broke. And I put, I make my budget based off of my checkings account, so the money I'm actually going to need to use. And that's the only amount of money I will keep in the account. Say I have $500 that needs to be budgeted. I have $100 towards my insurance, $100 towards my car payments, $100 towards, I don't know, like my internet, $100 towards my bills. Say I have $100 worth of $500 in bills that I'm going to have to pay and I budgeted for that. I'm only going to keep that $500 in my checkings account and I'm not going to use it for passive spending. I am not a budgeting queen. I actually highly dislike budgeting, but I think it's a really important thing to have. So if I could suggest anything to you adults and giant kids is make a budget and find find a budget that works for you. Everybody is so die hard for their type of budgeting, but they're all good concepts. And if you kind of have to tweak them to make them your own, that's good because nobody understands your finances and your financial needs and goals as much as you do yourself. So find a budget concept, learn some of the ins and outs of it, tweak it how you need and make it your own experience and make it fun. Make it really fun. And for budgeting for couples, say you're in a serious relationship or you're married or you're common law or whatever it is, and you're deeply planning your future together, I also highly suggest budgeting together even if you don't have joint accounts or uh, mixed finances. I think sometimes it's really good to budget together and you can kind of have your private side of budgeting as well, being like $500 goes towards whatever I want it to go towards or however you want. Don't take my word for these things. But do take the concepts and run with them and make them work for you because the best thing about money is making money work. So find yourself a budgeting concept and you can do it. I highly believe that you can do it. Um, And feel free to reach out to me on social media, Instagram at freekayla. No Twitter because I don't understand Twitter at this point in my adult life. I did as a kid and I no longer do. So feel free to reach out to me and follow my podcast, Big Kids, and I hope to see you next Wednesday for some more good stuff. And remember, kick some butt, and if you want to ask strangers about their finances, do it, because there are no social implications when it comes to money. Don't believe the lies.